0: Welcome to the Litflix podcast, episode eleven. We are books, movies, booze. So we read a book, we watch a movie, we have some drinks, and chat about it. Our episodes are explicit, and they do contain spoilers. We also wanted to let everyone know that you can purchase all of the books that we cover on our website. So that's exciting. Super exciting. I'm Casey. I'm Abby. Tonight's episode is The Other Boleyn Girl by Philippa Gregory along with the 2008 film by the same name. And tonight I'm drinking a Bellini. It's like a Bellini. And Sisterly History recommended this book and this drink and they are basically way more creative and clever than we are. So, we have now decided to outsource all of our creative decisions to them. <laughs> They are better than us in every way.
1: (laughs) They really are. I love their show. Um, I think you and I have talked about it before, but I love their pop quizzes. They're so funny. They are so funny. They're super funny. I just love them and so informative. And it's just you can tell they're just having such a great time, which is so cool.
0: Yeah, everyone should check out their podcast and you can hear the promo for their show at the end of this episode. It's a good one. Make sure you stay tuned for that um before we get into this episode i have a funny story for you i'm excited so my mom is in town visiting and today she was watching my daughter while i was getting ready and i came back out my mom's like uh is there something you want to tell me um Uh, oh
1: shit you're like what did you (laughs) find in my house
0: i was like no i don't think so she's like are you sure like it's such it's You know, like a mom thing. Such a
1: mom thing to do. You're like, okay, I'm transported back to the seventh grade right now. I'm like,
0: I'm totally sure. And she's like, okay, well, Sydney just told me that you're having a baby.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, Sydney. For the record, I am not having a baby. What the fuck? So I
0: think we had been looking through pictures on Time Hop and one came up when I was pregnant with her. (laughs)
1: so she thought you were currently pregnant
0: I was like look that's you as a baby in my tummy and so I think she just got there's a baby in my tummy Oh,
1: that's so cute
0: sure until she's like telling everyone that mommy's having a baby
1: oh Jesus mommy's
0: not having a baby
1: mommy is not having a baby you are the only baby I have her not you Well, I'll be your second, baby, because you need to take care of me, obviously. (laughs) So I do want to say, just so everybody knows, this is our second time recording this episode because I fucked it up again. Mm. Um, Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) It's always me. So, yeah, we tried to record this episode. What was it? Saturday night. This is Wednesday. Yep. And... When I went to look at Audacity, it had stopped recording like an hour before it was supposed to. So that I was heartbreaking. accidentally laughed because
0: I was like, this can't be real life. And you were like, it's not funny. <laughs> I was like, did I sh-? say that to you? Yeah. I was like, I know it's not funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it was just like that, oh my God, kill me laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was a fucking bummer.
0: You were just like, it is not funny.
1: (laughs) And I was like, I'll talk to you later. I did not mean for it to come out that way. But I have a theory about what happened. I think it was the ghost of Anne Boleyn being like, this bitch thinks I'm guilty. So I'm going to fuck her over.
0: Yeah. She thinks I'm incestuous. So screw you.
1: Yeah. She's like, suck on that, fuckers.
0: (laughs) Okay, Do you want to hear about our lovely author? I do. Philippa Gregory was born on the 9th of January in 1954 in Nairobi. At the time, it was serving as the capital city of British Kenya, which is the modern-day Republic of, Ken- of Kenya. When she was two years old, her family moved to Bristol, England. I would All like right. to move to Bristol. Yeah, I don't even know of, what it's like. So,
1: Isn't that like where they have, isn't it like the Coney Island of Britain? Oh, is it? Fuck, I don't know. I'm just making things up again.
0: (laughs) We're so sorry, anyone in England. (laughs) We're dumb
1: Americans.
0: (laughs) Who failed geography?
1: Oh, shit.
0: Okay, so she was a rebel at her girls' school. And she went to journalism college in Cardiff and spent a year as an apprentice in Portsmouth with the Portsmouth News. Before she managed to gain a place on the English literature degree course at the University of Sussex, where she switched to a history course. All right. She worked in the BBC radio for two years before attending the University of Edinburgh.
1: Edinburgh. Where she earned her doctorate in 18th century literature. <laughs> I thought you were going to say in, the eight, in like 1849. <laughs> and then I was like, nope, that's not right. What do you think she wrote her thesis on 18th century literature yeah Hopefully it had not to Jane. have been atrocious <laughs> I don't know Jane Austen is 18th century like I feel like whatever she picked had to have been really daunting probably but honestly sometimes I found like it, when I was in college because I majored in English I mean big surprise I found those authors a lot easier than the newer ones okay So like once you get to like Gertrude Stein and Allen Ginsberg, like I know those are poets, but that's Mm -hmm. where where I got lost. I felt like I could wrap my head around the the themes in the 18th century.
0: Yeah, a little bit better. It just takes me so much longer to get through it.
1: That's true because of all the commas. Yes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Commas, guys. The commas. (laughs) So much run on sentences. The so many run-on sentences kill me a tiny bit okay anyway she has taught at the university of durham and other universities and she was made a fellow of kingsington kent kings kingston Ken- kingston university in 1994 she has been publishing since 1987 and her best known book is the other boleyn girl which won the romantic novel of the year award in 2002 Nice. And it has been adapted into two separate films. Cool. So um there is some controversy/slash criticism over this book. In so the novel depicts Anne as cold and ruthless, as well as heavily implying I don't it's more than an implication, that the accusations of her committing adultery and incest with her brother are true. Uh-huh despite it being widely accepted that she was innocent of the charges. So I, I don't
1: know who. Okay. I guess I'm not an authority on this, but I'm like, how the fuck does anybody know? How do you know? You don't know. Right. Nobody knows. Plus, I don't know. Fucking fiction book. So I
0: get really upset when people are so critical that things aren't like staying factual when it's, Fiction, Like, it drives me crazy. They're like, this is too far off. And I'm like, duh.
1: It's supposed to be. It's entertainment and fiction. It's not a textbook. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Ditto. Everybody needs to calm down.
0: Right? If it's fiction, read it as fiction. Not be like, oh, wow. Anne must have really done that.
1: Right? Although I do think she's guilty now. (laughs)
0: I totally think she's a brother fucker. Fucking brother fucker. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The movie was directed by Justin Chadwick. That is the douchiest name. He also directed. So this was his first feature film. But he also directed Mandela Long Walk to Freedom and Tulip Fever with uh, Alicia Vikander. Oh. So. Hmm. Peter Peter Morgan wrote the screenplay. He also wrote uh The King of Sc- The Last King of Scotland. Love Qu- that one. Queen, The Queen Frost Nixon. And he's credited with story by for Bohemian Rhapsody. Interesting. Okay. He's been nominated for two Academy Awards, one for Queen in 2007 and one for Frost Nixon in 2009. So, if this movie would have been any good, maybe he could have done a three-year run there. Yeah. Let's see. Natalie Portman plays Anne. Scarlett Johansson. She plays Mary. And Eric Bana is Henry.
1: Hmm. Uh, Has Scarlett Johansson ever been cast as not a sex object? Ever? I can't think of a single movie except for maybe The Nanny Diaries. But isn't she there, too? Isn't that like a kid's movie? But
0: she's got like a love interest that thinks she's hot. Is it Chris Evans in that movie? Who's in that movie? I think so, yeah. Anyway. No one cares about this. It's fine. Uh, Let us know if she's ever not been. Is she in We Bought a Zoo?
1: I don't remember her from that, but maybe.
0: Okay. It is Chris Evans in Nanny Diaries. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know if you were... A couple of people I was surprised were in this movie. Benedict Cumberbatch, Mm -hmm. Alfie Allen, and Andrew Garfield. And I've watched this movie twice and never once have I seen Andrew Garfield.
1: He's got to be on the cutting room floor.
0: He's either on the cutting room floor or he is in like a background of some scene with 200 people in it. Right. Yeah. I didn't see him either. He's supposed to play... The guy her brother is in love with and, like, having an affair with. Yeah. And I've... Yeah, I haven't seen him, so...
1: That was pretty much cut from the movie. That whole yeah. him being gay thing.
0: Yeah, which I was really surprised because it plays a pretty large part, not just in this book, but in history. Mm. So, I was a little bit surprised it didn't make the movie. Yeah. Are anyway. You <laughs> it should have been there.
1: It should have, yeah.
0: There's a lot of things that should have been in this movie. Yeah. We can get into that later. Do you want to talk about the plot?
1: Yes. Mary Boleyn catches the eye of Henry VIII when she comes to court as a girl of 14. Dazzled by the golden prince, Mary's joy is cut short when she discovers that she is a pawn in the dynastic plots of her family. When the capricious king's interest wanes, Mary is ordered to pass on her knowledge of how to please him to her friend and rival, her sister Anne. Anne soon becomes irresistible to Henry, and Mary can do nothing but watch her sisters rise. Anne stops at nothing to achieve her own ambition. From now on, Mary will be no more than the other Boleyn girl. But beyond the court is the man who dares to challenge the power of her family to offer marry a life of freedom and passion if only she has the courage to break away before the Berlin enemies turn on her bum 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 <laughs> yeah that's okay. pretty much what it is so i have been
0: getting irritated with hollywood for miscasting age appropriate people and oh, this one yeah. i'm so
1: happy that they didn't right <laughs> yeah no thank you that was a long pause it was a joke I didn't get it at first. I'm sorry. I'm very. I'm not drunk enough for this right now. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, that was one thing because I could have used more sex in the book, but I was really glad that the author spared us details on a 13 year old having sex with people. Yeah, I don't want to know. I didn't want to know about that. So. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay.
1: It was nice that she wasn't 14 in the movie. Thanks, Hollywood, for staying true to yourself. Yep. Some things I noticed about the cinematography with this movie there was very rich color and tone lots of gold green and deep red in the beginning especially the scenes with Mary there's an intense glow it's like a hyper sheen on everything mm-hmm. there's light bouncing everywhere um I thought that this reflected the idealism and naivete that Mary sort of projects
0: yeah I and love experiences
1: that. yeah um, as soon as her uncle shows up, we see black and shadow reflecting the clandestine nature of the characters and their plotting ways. Mm-hmm. Fucking plotters. Um, the sheen really wears off and we get a much more flat tone as the control of the Boleyn's attempt starts to break down. And by the end of the movie, the tone's super cold. It's really flat. The characters have all met their fate um, and they've realized the danger exists when you overstep your bounds so by the ending scene when you have Anne being beheaded there's like a blue filter everything's really cold and flat there's hardly any light um obviously this isn't groundbreaking but neither was the movie so
0: (laughs) I think that's awesome though yeah like I didn't know I'm not very good at
1: analyzing movies me either I want to like keep learning about it
0: picking out the things they miss and, like, the little weird details in it, but I'm not good at noticing, I guess, the cinematography or the score. You're always really good about the music.
1: Oh, yeah. That was another thing I noticed in this movie was the score was – Um, was it the score? Yeah, so there were some shots and scoring that seemed really weird to me, especially around Henry, so – um, when you get the king's arrival at their farm, is it where are they at? at Heaver? at Heaver? Um, the music is like the entrance of any villain in a movie. It's really funny. And then the camera actually shakes like there's an earthquake. Huh. And I'm like, this is insane. It's not it should, it was just so hyperbolic. It didn't
0: is he supposed to be portrayed as the villain in this movie? because, yes. So, it's not in the book, but he, in the film, he rapes Anne.
1: Oh, yeah. And I was, like, Ooh. so
0: upset about that scene. Yeah, I didn't it's like It's so
1: unnecessary. So It was really unnecessary because I felt like all the power plays and everything in this, well, I don't know if that's true. but I was going to say the power plays and the control that's exerted, it's a lot more nuanced than that.
0: Yeah, and I don't think we're so stupid that you have to have this nonsense rape in here. It's not something that should be thrown
1: around. And right. It is. Yeah. And I think that it definitely makes him out to be the black and white villain. Which he wasn't a nice guy. I'm not saying that in any way. He, I think. Do you so, love Henry? Why do you have a boner for Henry?
0: I don't. I think he, he comes across as a child, but I think he was a really brilliant man. Okay. And so I think that's where I have the issues. Like, everybody puts it down just to him and his wives and creating this religion and killing women. But yeah. he there's more to him than that. And I don't think he gets enough credit for
1: what he did what did he do so cuz i don't fucking know i'm like yeah he beheaded a bunch of ladies
0: yeah uh for example he is known as the father to the british navy and oh he commissioned the mary rose in 1509 it was finished in 1511 it was actually the first english gunship ever Oh, okay. And when he inherited the throne, England only had five ships total. And when Henry died, he had they had 60. He also really fortified the English coast, which helped them for centuries.
1: How long was his reign? Because um, that seems like a lot of ships to get built in a pretty short period of time.
0: So I think I want to say he... I'm trying to think how old he was when his father died, like 11
1: or something. Was his brother already dead at that point?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe his dad wasn't. No, his dad didn't die until he he was like 18. Oh, okay. So I guess that's when he inherited the throne.
1: Anyway, I was just saying that 60 60 ships seems like a pretty big accomplishment. So he died at age 55. So in like 15. No, that's not right.
0: Can we do math? Nope. He was king of England from fifteen oh nine until fifteen forty seven.
1: So not even thirty years. Okay. Nope. That's not right. Nope,
0: that's not right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not even forty years. This is what I meant. Humiliating.
0: Fifteen forty seven minus fifteen oh nine. Thirty eight years. <laughs> He was king for 38
1: years. We were on the right track. Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm so ashamed. (laughs) We're ashamed way too much when we're doing this. I don't need to be ashamed. I don't do maths. Nope. No maths for us.
0: Okay. So, Henry also mounted the largest invasion of France since Henry V. And he's Henry VIII. Wow. Wow. So he really disliked the power that the nobles held, and so he increased the power of parliament and the mon- monarchy.
1: So this power that the nobles hold, this is like Warden of the North situation, right? Like
0: Yes. And so Henry okay. like takes it away from them and gives it to the government.
1: So he's like Joffrey sure. in this scenario, <laughs> where he wants to take away power from the Warden of the North.
0: I mean, that makes it sound bad, but... I think it it's helped. not good. I think it helped the country, though.
1: Why would that? Oh, because there was less squabbling.
0: Yeah. And like, OK. In fighting and less people trying to take the throne. They can't raise armies on their own now.
1: Well, if he's a shitty king, he should be overthrown. <laughs> but yes, you I get what you're saying.
0: OK, let's see. With the dissolution of the monasteries, when he pulled away from the Vatican It let Henry create new lands and positions, so it gave more power to the people
1: of England. Oh, cool. Which is odd, considering how much power he took Mm -hmm. during his reign. Yeah. Like, he became kind of an autocrat, didn't he? I don't really know what that is, but (laughs) it sounds right. Sure. Okay. He was a total Joffrey. Yeah.
0: Okay, he... Also, there was an establishment in 1536 and 1543 to let there be a union between England and Wales. Okay. I think I'm saying that right. He was also granted the title of King of Ireland by the Irish Parliament in 1541. And I feel like it has to be mentioned. I know he didn't really do it, but... I mean, his daughter is Elizabeth the (laughs) first.
1: So yeah, that's pretty incredible.
0: I mean, he, you know, he left one of the greatest rulers England's ever known, the throne. So
1: I don't know much about the things she did. I just know about Shakespeare, like writing around that same time that she was ruling. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know much about the history, but it's something I'd like to learn more about. I do love that movie with Kate Blanchett, though.
0: Ooh, I like that one too.
1: That one is so good.
0: Uh, for two seconds, I thought you were gonna say with Gwyneth Paltrow. No, not
1: Shakespeare in Love. That's totally where I thought you were going with that. First of all, I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. Secondly, no. Okay, I'm glad it veered off that path. Yeah. No. 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 Nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have some information about the actual history
1: of Mary. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, let's find out what she was actually up to. Okay, so Mary
0: is believed to have been been the eldest of the three Bolins, not the middle or youngest child. Okay. She was probably born between 1499 and 1508. So the, the Mary Rose was not named after her. Like it was in the book. Oh, okay. The ship. So sometime in the early 1500s, Mary goes to France to be a lady in waiting for the queen. And it's rumored that while she's of there. France. She, of France. Yeah. So it's rumored while she's in France that she becomes the French king's mistress. Gross. And there are documents that the French king called
1: her his English mare. What the fuck? So, um That's so disgusting. Yeah, I'm that's... so glad we didn't live back then. Oh my
0: god, me too. I, I wouldn't probably would have, made have been it. a peasant though, so I don't know how much it would have mattered. We would
1: have died from the sweating illness. I probably <laughs> would have died at like 2. Yeah, me too.
0: So, she's sent back to England in 1519 and is appointed to Queen Catherine of Aragon. And while she is there, she meets and marries William Carey, who is a wealthy member of the court. And they are actually so like important stuff that the king and queen attend their wedding. Important and stuff. Important and nobler, <laughs> not nobler <laughs> and noble. Or wow, so fancy. They're important. King and queen go to their wedding.
1: And then the king has sex with her all the time. So
0: soon after the wedding, she begins her affair with Henry. And it's not confirmed if her children are actually Henry's or not. Okay. I know in the book she has to, like, move into Anne's rooms. And she stops sleeping in her husband's bed, chamber, whatever. So it's clear they're Henry's kids. But yeah. I don't know. I, like, I don't actually know how it worked back then okay do you know how mistresses operated then
1: <laughs> well i imagine king mis- king's mistresses were like a special thing but no i have no idea
0: okay so while she's on bed rest with her second child well, she yeah henry turns his attention to anne and we all know how that story goes yikes Anyway, William Carey dies from the sweating sickness and Mary is left penniless and serves her sister, who is now the queen. And this is one part of the movie that I felt like failed so bad. You, it's a deleted scene that her husband, who is played by Benedict Cumberbatch, dies.
1: Yeah, he just disappears in the he movie. Ju-
0: like, she's here running off with another man. And I'm like, bitch, you're still married. Right. Some point after that, Mary meets and marries William Stafford, who did work for her uncle, and he's so far beneath her station that Anne disowns her. Some historians believe that the real reason that Anne disowned Mary was because the king had begun his affair with Mary again. Oh, okay. I like to not think that since she married William for love.
1: Mary's kinda of like a pinball. Like she bounces back and forth a lot, doesn't she? Yeah, she's kind of a whore. I mean, I'm not judging. I'm not slut-shaming. she can slut do slut-shaming, Like they literally yes, you say are she's a whore. I'm just kidding. I mean, good on you, girl. She's but literally an English mare. Like, that's what's up.
0: But literally, like these men just pass her around and I wonder like what she wanted.
1: Yeah, like was any of that really her choice? William Stafford was. Which is so cool. But and I don't think anything else was. And very not well cast in the movie. Yeah. He needed to be way hotter. He I mean, Eddie Redmayne be, is amazing.
0: He needed to be
1: Henry Cavill. Yes.
0: That's who I want. Cavill. Cavill. Henry Cavill. I wanted Henry Cavill.
1: Yeah. He would have been perfect. He's so hot. Oh, my God. So hot. Okay. He's a total douchebag misogynist in real life. I don't know
0: anything about him in real life and I don't want to.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Don't ruin the fantasy. Do not read any interviews with him. He's horrible.
0: Okay. I'm never reading anything by him. I just think he's super hot.
1: He's like the hottest.
0: Okay. So after banishing Mary from court, the two sisters never reconcile. And when Anne and her family are imprisoned later for treason in the Tower of London, Mary does reach out, but she's turned away. It's said that she even calls on King Henry himself to request an audience with him in order to save her family, but he denies her like he won't see her.
1: Yeah, because her tits aren't out and she's not ready to bang. So
0: Yeah, she's married to some other man and not willing to be an English mayor anymore. I don't really know what happened. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So after Anne is beheaded, Mary was cleared of any involvement with the rest of the Boleyns. And I think like Anne unwittingly saves Mary's life by doing this. Because I think if it would have gone how the book writes it, that Mary definitely would have been executed as well. Like I don't think there's any way out of being the three Boleyns.
1: Yeah I think that's a really good point and I kind of wondered that too while I was reading it like they she and her little family stay in this inn mm-hmm. somewhere near the yeah. downtown or whatever the fuck Um, and I'm like you know there's a king like right there I'm sure he can f- find you like
0: I don't understand they're like we've been looking for you how hard have you been looking we're at the tower every day.
1: Especially considering their court, like I'm sure that Henry had spies in his employ, you know,
0: right? Like, and so would her, her uncle would have too. And her right. uncle completely turns against them, and he is the one that sentences Anne and George.
1: He is such a dick.
0: He really is, and that was perfectly cast. <laughs>
1: That was perfectly cast. That guy is from Walking Dead, right? Yes, he Season is. Something.
0: Uh, I think his name is uh David Morrissey? Yeah. Is that right?
1: That sounds right.
0: Okay. Anyway, yeah, he
1: was a dick. Um is it true do you know that all of his like the next three generations of his sons were beheaded? Executed? I, I- I think so, but I don't know. I didn't it says look that, that up. at the end of the movie, but I don't know if it's how true okay. it
0: is. I didn't look it up. So I don't know. Anyway. Um, after her parents die, Mary and William become very wealthy landowners, like one of the wealthiest in the country. And Mary dies in 1543. Her son becomes a major advisor to his cousin, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, her daughter Catherine marries Sir Francis Knollys. And it's said that they founded a great Elizabethan dynasty, whatever the hell that means. Okay. I don't, I didn't read into it. So anyway, uh, I think the author did a really great job just having like this little bit of information from Mary because she stays pretty true to her actual life story. Like outside of the things she says, her thoughts, her feelings, I feel like it sticks pretty factual. Uh, Yeah. I There's mean, a- kind of.
1: I mean there's obvious embellishments but but it's fiction. Yeah. So you embellish away, sister?
0: Yeah. And I in the book like I really loved seeing how Mary goes from this super young naive child to a pretty powerful smart woman.
1: Yeah, and we had talked about that a little bit before like how the um novel is framed with that first execution of her uncle yeah
0: her other uncle so it's her uncle the duke of buckinghamshire
1: (laughs) (laughs) made up name
0: anything that has shire you (laughs) you belong with hobbits literally um okay so at the very beginning she's this little girl and she thinks the king is gonna save her uncle and she keeps thinking, why is he waiting so long? Like, this is really dramatic. Hurry up and save his life. We all know your friends. And Henry never does it.
1: Yeah, she's just thinking about breakfast the whole time.
0: Yeah, so head chopped off. And then you see the exact same scene play out with Anne where she keeps looking to the gate. Like, where's Henry? He's going to stop this. There's no way he's going to go through with this. And yeah. she loses her head. So I was kind of disappointed in that because you see this amazing arc and how much she's grown, but yet she's still this child.
1: Yeah. What was that thing that you mentioned about at Anne's trial, I think it was, or when she was being questioned by her uncle and her dad?
0: Oh, yeah. Do you want me to read that bit?
1: Yeah, I really liked that.
0: Okay. Anne, or not Anne, Mary is trying to, like, beg her dad to talk to her uncle and save Anne. Mm-hmm. And so her dad's like, You should have been questioned too. And she says, Nothing happened, nothing more than you yourself know about, sir. Nothing more than uncle himself commanded. He told me to teach Anne to tell her how to enchant the King. He told her to conceive a baby, whatever the price he told George to stand by her and help her and comfort her. We did nothing more than what was ordered. We only ever did as we were commanded is she to die for being an obedient daughter. And I like, here's another example. I was kind of disappointed in her. I'm like, why I get, she's staying true to herself and being honest, But you have grown up in this court and in the French court. This cannot be your excuse and expect anything to happen. These men put you in this place. They turned on you. They convicted you. You can't say, well,
1: you told us to. They already know that. They don't (laughs) care. They don't give a fuck. Like, (laughs) yeah, she needed to, like, use some subterfuge or something She needed needed to be Anne. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. She needed to learn to use those skills that she had seen used so widely at court. And she didn't. If she thought
0: she had any possible way, like first off, obviously your dad isn't going to help you. It's so stupid to me that she wants to run to
1: her uncle and her father. Who else is she going to run to, though? Henry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Henry. Use her feminine wiles on him. Like, they were lovers. You had
0: his son. Like, if you're going to run to anyone and beg for the life of your sister, it should have been the king. Yeah, Mary's an idiot. The other thing, though, Henry does pardon Anne and says, yeah, you can go live in a nunnery and then execute her anyway. Yeah. Evidently, he's a dick.
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously. He's I, I don't a know. Bag. I just
0: I I thought that it was. So, there's that example. There's, like, Mary having so much faith in the king with the opening and closing scenes. Mm Mm-hmm. I I just felt like it did a disservice to the growth she had. Like, she should have... By knocking her back to this whining child.
1: Yeah. Like, making her so naive, even though she's learned so much.
0: She has, and she's gotten out of there. She... I don't know. I was just disappointed with like that final turn. Like I felt like we got so far and then
1: at the last minute they're like, nope, you're still ten. Yeah. I do wonder if maybe the author was constrained by history. Maybe. You know. Cuz like history, what's the alternative? I don't I mean I agree with you. you. Can't I'm just you change it, curious. but I would have liked to
0: see her not begging her father.
1: Yeah yeah because she ends up doing as well as a woman can in that time i almost would have rather had her be
0: away and like find out that it happened and it's too late yeah like oh i wish i could have petitioned the king or something like yeah i see what you're saying i don't know i just like i said i, I do like it was a back step
1: yeah i don't disagree with you at all I just wonder, too, if like maybe that frustration on the reader's part is intentional.
0: It very well could be. And if so, props to
1: you. Yeah, because there's tension all throughout this book. It never ends. One thing or a couple things that I thought this book did so
0: well. I loved the foreshadowing in the book, and I think it's hilarious. Like at one point... (laughs) Anne says that she'd put her head on the block for a chance at Henry. And I'm like, "Oh,
1: honey, you will <laughs> it's ins- it's so genius. I love it. it and it's hilarious so many times
0: through this book. And uh-huh. every time I was kind of laughing, and then I'd be like, Stop laughing. This
1: woman gets beheaded. <laughs> it's hilarious. You're allowed to laugh. It's supposed it's so to be funny, funny. <laughs> It's amazing and so bitchy. Isn't it like just so bitchy of mm -hmm. the author? Yeah. I love it. It's that language that, you know, Anne uses to harness the king. She ends up, you know, making Uh her own bed. She really does. Yeah.
0: On a, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. One of the other things that I really thought that novel did a pretty good job of was portraying how it actually was for women in that time period. Mm -hmm. maybe not the lower class but for the nobles
1: i wondered what the lower class it must have been miserable
0: yeah i had a lot of questions about because you know poverty was rampant and they had the plagues and all of that yeah but i think you know it's she does a really good job showing how women are traded
1: literally stock currency
0: really mean absolutely nothing except what you can get for a man
1: and it's do you feel like wrapping your head around that is almost impossible as a woman now i mean i know we don't have a hundred percent of the rights that we should et cetera, but i'm not being traded off to some lord
0: in hopes that you can get your father an earldom right
1: yeah without I, zero consideration for my well-being.
0: Yeah, and like I think about the age gaps when people married like I look at when Henry married um is it Catherine Howard?
1: And yeah, she was she, a baby, wasn't she?
0: She was 18 and he's like 52 and obese and his leg is leaking pus and Oh god.
1: Poor Catherine Howard. I think
0: you poor baby. Like, I know you didn't want to do this. (laughs) We all know the truth. (laughs) Like, I just, maybe it was different with the king, but you know, like with the other nobles, how many of those marriages were so disgusting and. Like
1: Walder Frey. Yes. Gross. Just like
0: Walder Frey.
1: This whole episode is a Game of Thrones reference. I mean, everything is a Game of Thrones reference. It really is.
0: Especially season eight, 39 days away.
1: So excited. The new At trailer. At the time I watched of this it...
0: recording, it'll be less when this episode comes out.
1: Yeah. That new trailer. I've watched looks... that new trailer like five times. Have you? I've only seen it twice.
0: Oh my God. When I saw Gendry there, my heart just I died. I love him. He's so Me cute. Me too. I want him. Never mind. Anyway. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, so a major theme I noticed in this book that kept jumping out at me was real versus fantasy. Mhm. So, um everyone in court presents Henry with a fantasy. He's never confronted with reality. Yeah. except when dealing with matters of state. It's But is he even then? Like it's so That's crazy, a good question. the amount people kiss his ass. Kiss his ass and hide everything from him and soften everything for him. Yeah, I don't even know the answer. I would be
0: the worst monarch in the history because I would believe everybody Me or too, trust I'm... no one.
1: Well, yeah. I'd go
0: one of two ways. I'd trust no one and
1: believe everything. <laughs> we would die. That is my real versus fantasy.
0: <laughs> like, oh, I man. would not make it.
1: No. Um. And that obviously comes back to bite Anne because his power, even though, you know, everybody's presenting him with this fantasy, his power is very real. And hers never was. Oh, yeah. Um, hers was only by extension from the king. I um, felt go like. Go ahead.
0: Sorry. in And they're like the Boleyns really got it coming back to them because they gave Henry a shit ton of power and they paid for it very heavily
1: yeah they gave him all that power and he changes the law and makes essentially makes marriage and religion arbitrary yeah because he changes an entire religion and yeah. he introduces divorce and it's like i mean obviously divorce is necessary in some cases whatever but it's like it's insane the amount of power he wields after They convince him that he should have it.
0: Well, even like once he marries Catherine Howard, he changes the law even more. So it's then treason to lie about your romantic past.
1: So because you don't share the roster.
0: Yeah, you could die. And that's (laughs) That's the law.
1: That's (laughs) According to Henry. Oh, Henry, you're a dick. Anyway. Um, this comes up again as Mary's attraction to the natural world grows. So at first she's pretty young. She's at court, and I don't know if she necessarily loves being at court or buys into it. But as time, when she goes back to, he, is it Heaver Yeah, Rochford.
0: She, she gets sent there for mouthing off to Henry for telling Henry she's not happy. And how dare you?
1: So she gets sent away. That's right, so she tells him the truth, mm-hmm. and so that's where we really start to see her attraction to the natural world, to farming, to things that are real and tangible. Mm-hmm. um Another thing is that hold on,
0: I have an example in here of what you're talking about, okay, uh, Henry is like he he cries and whines a lot to Mary.
1: Oh, and yeah.
0: she gets really upset because they literally steal her son away from her. Like she's oh. out of the room and they take him and she's kind of getting over her love for Henry. And she says, I cannot love this man knowing that he would not listen to listen to me, knowing that I was not even allowed to show him my sadness. He had been my lover for years and yet it had been my task to make sure that
1: he never knew me. Oh, yep. And Always thought, a facade.
0: Yeah, I thought that was, like, she's never allowed to be an actual person. She's only permitted to be what Henry wants or wants yeah. to see. She's never allowed to be upset or jealous or moody or sad.
1: She's so a sex toy.
0: She really is. And that just brings more of the reality versus fantasy into Henry because,
1: yeah. Anyway, and how okay. women were treated. Mm -hmm. shut the fuck up you don't matter your feelings are not important even though his feelings are like tantamount to everything right um the characters gamble quite a bit throughout the book which is a pretty like cliche tie-in to what Anne is attempting and gaining power the way she does she gambles and she loses obviously nice I like that thanks um there's no real tangible consequence for Henry but Anne Literally loses her life. And I think we talked about this before. It might be that Henry was lucky that he didn't get an uprising for changing the religion of the country, but the deck was definitely stacked in his favor with that.
0: I can't believe people didn't, how much they hated Anne. I can't believe
1: people didn't rise up. Me either. I'm shocked. Like, you're changing. Like, think about back then, everything revolved around their religion everything rome the catholic church that is it's, life yeah so it's pretty incredible that they didn't did they went along with this nonsense yeah <laughs> i mean i guess they could have been killed too but anyway um finally you've got witchcraft which may have seemed quite real to the people of the time but is obviously an absolute fantasy. She's convicted of witchcraft and there's no possible way she could be guilty of that because it's not real. (laughs) (laughs) But she still dies for it. So,
0: Are you sure you want to tell the Wiccans that witchcraft is not real?
1: I mean, witchcraft in that sense is not real. Wiccan, like you can't catch yourself a king? Well, okay, maybe you can. (laughs) Fuck. My nana is Wiccan. (laughs) Did you know that? No, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. She's she was like literally a paid psychic too. Oh. And she used to read tarot cards for people Was she
0: any good at it?
1: I I think so. Cool. She had a lot of clients that kept coming back. So Okay. I don't know if she still does it or not, but
0: Oh. I'm sorry if I'm insulting anyone. Anyway. She's great at her job.
1: I'm not trying to insult the entire religion of Wicca, but also, I know how to pronounce Samhain, so let's t- start there.
0: <laughs> I don't think that matters.
1: No, it does, because Wiccans celebrate Samhain, but it's okay. spelled Samhain, and everybody makes a big deal about it anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> so see Ronan. I was kidding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry, this has gone off the rails. Anyway, no one should be beheaded for witchcraft, because it's not. Really real like it's not really really real you know
0: I okay i'm i'm with you um, okay
1: i have one other thing to say um this was all just really interesting to me because it made me question how power functions this one man rules an entire country and everyone lives and dies by his whims mm-hmm. but he only has power because people give him power and they believe he has power and it just makes my head spin like could, if you really keep thinking about it it doesn't make any sense
0: could the current queen of england behead anybody
1: i don't think she can
0: okay when did that stop
1: that's a good question i have no idea like, the when, answer.
0: Did, when was there a power shift
1: i don't know we need to take some more history cl- courses in yeah. our life let's read some more books
0: sisterly history could probably help us with this information
1: oh yes we need to know when the monarchy transitioned to being just, like, fake. I would,
0: if they listened to us, I would love if you guys would do a whole thing on Henry.
1: Oh, my God. That would be Like incredible. an incredible episode. Yeah. And then, well, no, we don't need an Elizabeth episode because we've already had movies and stuff.
0: Because <laughs> the movies covered everything.
1: Well, the Elizabeth was a pretty factual was, movie, wasn't it?
0: Sure. I don't
1: know. Anyway, let's okay. get back on topic.
0: Okay, so I have I have a couple questions for
1: you. Do you have I am more? Ready. Do you have more? No, I just have my final thoughts.
0: Okay, so my first question is: Anne, guilty or innocent by made up rumors?
1: Fucking guilty.
0: Okay, of all e- of it
1: except but- for witchcraft because <laughs> okay. witchcraft isn't real.
0: But adultery and incest, guilty.
1: Totally. Okay. Come on. She would have done anything to stay on that throne.
0: I was going to ask if you had a reason to back this up.
1: Because she would have done anything to stay on the throne. (laughs) I mean, think about how far she had to go to get there.
0: Yeah. All she
1: needed was a male son. Yeah. And I think if she
0: thought for two seconds that Henry couldn't get it for her, she would have turned to her brother.
1: He's literally the only
0: person she trusted there.
1: And I don't blame her. No, That's you can't the thing, trust is anybody.
0: She, so I don't know. She, yeah. I don't think she had an affair with the other people, but I think she might have with her brother.
1: And I, yeah, gross, but yes.
0: So I was reading something and there's rumors that like the circle of men, all of those men were sleeping with each other and had nothing to do with Anne. Like they never would have gone for her.
1: It would make sense why she would have a circle of gays around her, right? Because she could maybe trust those people a little bit more.
0: Yeah. And they probably would have been more fun.
1: Obviously, <laughs> they um, were a fun group. They were constantly gambling, constantly drinking. They were hard partiers. Yeah, I think they would have been fabulous to hang out with. Because George kept getting in them. trouble for being.
0: I would love to be BFFs with George. There we go. He seemed like a fun guy, minus the whorehouses. Yeah, not sl- not slut shaming them either. They were just you slut shaming George. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'll slut shame. George with his snake of a wife yeah
1: oh yeah that was another thing we didn't talk about in the movie fucking Juno Temple was cast as like this innocent little victim of Jane Parker was a crazy
0: calculating viper
1: (laughs) she was and in the book she was relentless she really was, and
0: she'd do so, anything to bring that family down.
1: Yeah, so they really should have. How did captured she not that.
0: fall with the family? What happened to Jane Parker after George died? Well, it wasn't
1: her fault that her husband.
0: I know, but what happened to her?
1: I don't know. Sisterly history will tell us.
0: <laughs> okay, thanks. Do all our research history. for us.
1: <laughs> they need to come up with all of our ideas, our all of our ideas, and do all of our research. Yeah, because this is we now at this their podcast
0: <laughs> it's totally their podcast <laughs> okay so my next question is are there any big moments that you felt the movie really misses the mark or that they didn't include
1: I would have loved to see more development of the relationship between her Mary and William Stafford because that was part of the book where my loins were aflame and <laughs> I just I could have read about that love story. From dusk till dawn I loved it so much and that's one thing where the movie completely fucks up is like it's not a deep enough dive into the history so it needed to go the other way and just be a fucking steamy ass semi-porno
0: I felt like we really good to talk about the other Boleyn girl let's talk about the other Boleyn girl I don't want a retelling of Anne I don't give a shit I know what happens
1: that's exactly right.
0: I want Mary's story. I want her love story. I want her struggle to get her children. I appreciate the rivalry with Anne.
1: Yeah, they boiled it down and made it just seem like a duel between two sisters. And it was not at all. That is not even close to what it was in the book. The book was amazing and treated all of the relationships really well, and it, the movie just didn't.
0: I don't didn't do have it. a sister, but I picture then. That's how sisters would have been like there's such deep loyalty there but there's also like that jealousy that they have and I think that comes partly from their parents pitting them against each other
1: absolutely
0: I thought it was done so greatly yeah yeah that's my answer like I I wanted more with William Stafford and I wanted him to be hotter
1: (laughs) oh way hotter
0: there's just so much that Should have been done. Okay, so my next question is, what would your dream cast for this movie have been?
1: This is a hard question. I don't know the answer. Okay, so who would you have seen as Anne? I can't. I think we've talked about this before. I can't get away from Natalie Dormer as Anne. Me neither. Yeah. She's... Okay.
0: So, Henry, can he stay Eric Bana, or do you want...
1: Eric Bana has those dreamy brown eyes, so yeah, he can stay. Okay, and Mary... I hated Scarlett Johansson's voice in this movie. And her accent was terrible. So Mary would be Mary, 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 Mary. Jennifer Lawrence.
0: Okay. Do you know? Maybe not.
1: I, I Maybe I changed my mind. My husband hates her and thinks she's a terrible actress. She's not that good. I just so, think she's really pretty. Andrew hates her. Margot Robbie could have been a good Mary.
0: Ooh, she's actually uh, Elizabeth in that movie, Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh, that's right. I forgot
1: about that. I would
0: have loved her in this. Is she an, Is she
1: demure enough? Oh, she actually might have been a better Anne. Maybe. Mary, 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 Mary. Okay, so she was blonde. It's hard to think of somebody with blonde, blonde with like, Okay, curvy. we can bleach hair. <laughs> oh, true. Who's
0: soft-spoken?
1: Michelle Williams. Too old, though.
0: Okay, but why not go then with her doppelganger?
1: Her clone, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, is that who you would picture? Not until you said it. That's perfect. Carrie Mulligan and Margot Robbie. Wow. Okay, that would be a good set as long as they're like close to the same age. That's like during a filming. Power duo. Yeah, they would be better actors too.
0: Okay, with Eric Bana still as King Henry. Yeah. Do you change William Carey? I think. Benedict Cumberbatch (laughs) played a pretty good cuckold there
1: yeah he did he plays a he's good at that whole creepy sex guy thing because of um atonement yeah okay William Stafford obviously Henry Cavill like you said or 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 Tom Hardy Ooh. I'm gonna go with Tom Hardy How is he opposite Carrie? Perfect. Okay, great. Um (laughs) I was actually thinking that as soon as I said it, and then I was like, "No, he he can be soft enough." Okay, Tom Hardy can, and Tom Hardy is kind of a chameleon. Sometimes, did you know he was in Black Hawk Down? Uh, no, but I would like to see him working a farm. Oh, he'd be perfect. He really would. (laughs) Who would you cast? Well, of course I didn't think about it. <laughs> I know you never do. I you don't like have to answer if questions. you don't want
0: to. I I don't know. I I have a really hard time getting away from Natalie Dormer just because I think she's so great in The Tudors and as Queen Marjorie in Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, she was Yeah, she was and she was kind of like an Anne in Game of Thrones too. So, I think I would like her as Anne and
0: I'm going to keep pulling from Game of Thrones and I would pick Amelia Clark for, for Mary. Mary. Yeah. Oh, she'd be a good Mary. Um, can I just recast Game of Thrones and throw in Jason Momoa in here? I don't even as care William what he plays. Stafford. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe the king, but he's way <laughs> too harsh for the king.
1: Oh, no, he'd be Yeah, he'd I be a mean... good King Henry.
0: Okay. So, who else can I pull over? So, I would make Sean Bean the Duke of Norfolk.
1: Oh, that makes me sad, but okay, cuz I love Sean Bean.
0: Me too, but I think he could play evil. A fantastic evil villain. Yeah, that's true. I could see him selling off some women. No offense oh, to Sean Bean.
1: You're right. He totally could. <laughs>
0: um, I don't think he's like got the Oomph, but Kit Harrington could be William Stafford.
1: I think he can pull out some oomph when he I wants to. I think he
0: can too. So he really- can pull
1: out whatever he wants.
0: <laughs> Whenever he wants. <laughs> I wanted to make a pull out joke, but I didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fantastic.
0: Okay, so basically, I just want to take Game of Thrones and put it in this movie.
1: It works for me, especially if we're making like a softcore porno oh yeah so that's cool we've actually talked about
0: making a couple softcore pornos so I like how we keep going down this (laughs) road
1: everything needs more sex let's be honest there's nothing
0: wrong with us
1: (laughs) no we're normal red-blooded women what other one did we want to make way sexier 50 shades of gray 50 shades freed yeah it needed to be NC-17. I don't know why they didn't just do that. Anybody that was going to go see that movie was going to be over the age of 30 anyway. Yeah, they were going to be thirsty
0: older women because that is yeah. who it
1: appeals to. So it should have. they should have just gone full bore. And-,
0: and here's the thing. If you were going to go see this in the theater, you wouldn't have cared if it was rated R or not rated at all. Exactly. And theaters were obviously going to play it because it has a huge following
1: right it made a ton of money so come on okay anyway it, that's our rant on 50 shades of gray i think
0: that's all the questions
1: i had for you okay i don't um, have any questions like normal
0: okay i don't actually want you
1: to okay good <laughs> next time like- i'm going to come at you with questions just watch. no
0: i don't like coming coming up with answers for questions but i like <laughs> asking questions I know. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want a couple of weird movie trivia facts? Yeah. No, before we get into this really quick, can I just say that I hated how their mom was portrayed in this movie, Chris and Scott Thompson?
1: Is that her oh name? yeah. She was a saint in the movie. I was so annoyed.
0: She did not give two shits about her kids.
1: No, she was the devil.
0: So that goes into what I was going to say, though. Her and Scarlett played mother and daughter in The Horse Whisperer.
1: Oh, I've never seen that.
0: Oh, OK. My mom loved that movie.
1: It um, seems like a movie your mom would love.
0: I know. So In a Mar- great way. <laughs> I'll go tell her. She's staying here. So she's in the next room. <laughs> uh, Mark Rylance, who plays Thomas Boleyn, He was also in Wolf Hall, where he portrayed Thomas Bromwell who is the major player in the arrest of Anne oh. uh, five of these actors have been in Marvel films wow do you want to guess the five Eric Banna yes
1: Scarlett Johansson yes oh Benedict Cumberbatch
0: yes that's three
1: Anne. <laughs> Anne I always think her name is Anne now her name is not Anne the Israeli one what? Natalie Portman. Okay. Was she, is she in one Israeli? Yeah.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. I think when you say the Israeli one, I think Gal Gadot. Yeah. Uh, what's four? Is she in one? Natalie Portman. Yeah, she's in uh, the first and second Thor.
1: Oh, why did I think she was? Oh, we had this discussion before. I always think she was in the Hulk. I don't know I the know. fifth one. Andrew Garfield. Oh, but I forgot about him because he wasn't in the movie. (laughs) Okay. He's still credited with the movie. I know.
0: (laughs) Okay. So uh, Eddie and Ben have, that's what I'm calling them now because we're BFFs, have both portrayed Stephen Hawking. Ah. Do you want last names?
1: No, I don't need them.
0: Okay. Eric and Ben have both been villains in Star Trek.
1: (gasps) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they have.
0: Uh, the only other, so Mary reads a love letter in the movie, and it's, actual a, it's actually a real-life love letter that was sent to Anne.
1: From the king or from, from the someone king. else? Wow.
0: Yeah, and so the last little comment I had is that in the movie and the book, it shows uh, Elizabeth being... Super young when Anne's killed, and Elizabeth was actually three when Anne was beheaded, and obviously she was not raised by Mary.
1: A royal would never be raised by a commoner, let's be honest. It's such a joke that... Yeah.
0: They even tried to do that.
1: That's literally the heir to the English throne. That child is more valuable to them than any other person in the world. Yeah. So, that's interesting.
0: So, that did not happen. (laughs) Okay, so my fight... (laughs) so my final thoughts for this I think it is a great accomplishment that this book is 661 page and never once was I bored never once did I get distracted like it really held my attention the
1: entire time me too um I loved it I couldn't put it down
0: I think that it is absolutely incredible that
1: Abby liked a romance novel. I loved it again. Like I, I don't have any fault with the book whatsoever.
0: I I really want to read more of her work and I actually think I might read the constant princess. Cause it's about Catherine. Oh, okay. I'd kind of like to see more of her. Um, I thought this really showed how the Boleyns completely, screw themselves over and the amount of power they give Henry and the price they pay for it I thought it was great with Mary and her development I had some irritations but I would highly recommend this book to anybody okay so for the movie I think it can be an enjoyable movie if you can separate it out from the book but if mm-hmm. you want to look at them together then the movie is a complete disaster yeah um yeah I think as long as you you don't want anything out of this movie. It it can be good. Not good. You can still like it. Yeah.
1: Good is a strong word. Good is a strong word. <laughs> I
0: think you can still like it if you don't expect to get anything from it. Okay.
1: So my thoughts on the movie. I felt like all of the characters lost any edge they had. Except obviously for Henry. Um, especially Anne and Jane Parker, really all of the female characters lost their edge, like we Mm -hmm. mentioned with their mother. Is her name Kristen Scott Thomas?
0: I, let me double, Kristen Scott Scott Thomas.
1: Yeah. Um, Like we said, it turns the story really into just a duel between sisters, but the book was so much more than that. And I think both sisters had a desire to make something of themselves in their own right in very different ways. And I think Mary succeeded as, You know, best she could for the time. Like we said, I felt like the casting of William Stafford was a bummer. I wanted somebody super hot. The movie was rated PG thirteen. Why we didn't Yeah. Why did we not get at least an R. Wait. What? Yeah. I I looked and I was-R. No, it was PG thirteen. Like, throw some actual good lovin' in there and give me a strong R rating. Come on. Wow. Yeah, it was bullshit, and I'm wondering if it's because they thought that this is totally out of my ass, and I don't know if it's true, but I wonder if, nat- at the time, Natalie Portman's fans and Scarlett Johansson's fans were rather young.
0: Oh, maybe. but and
1: so, maybe that was the draw. I think we both talked about that we wanted, like, a sprawling six-hour BBC miniseries.
0: I 100% want that. I want... Yeah, a full BBC treatment of this book.
1: And the BBC did do the other film, and it's only an hour and a half long.
0: It's a joke to try to squeeze this story into an hour and a half.
1: It's a joke to try to squeeze it into two hours. It's insane. I don't know why they even did it. Um. So, yeah, I liked the rich cinematography. I thought it the movie looks really beautiful. But other than that, there's not a lot of substance. Um, I loved the book. I'm sure liberties were taken as we discussed, but who cares since it's a historical novel. It could have been a little steamier, but it was definitely a page turner. The dialogue was great. I never felt like I didn't believe what the characters were saying or that they wouldn't say those things. Mm -hmm. Because dialogue always like it can get under my skin real fast. Yeah. I liked how we see Anne unravel and Mary try her best to support her. Um, I'd highly recommend the book if you like historical novels and gender studies. Ooh. So, yeah. Nice. That's my take on it. I'm glad you liked
0: it. Loved it.
1: It's like, going to stay is, on my keeper's shelf.
0: It's staying on mine, too. I feel like you're, it's so far outside of your comfort zone that I wasn't sure how you would feel about
1: it. Well, I didn't even really read it as a romance. I think I got more historical novel from it, and that's probably mm-hmm. why. Or maybe I just really love romance, and I didn't know it until maybe now.
0: Maybe you secretly just love romance novels.
1: That could be it, because I Well-written liked... Well-written romance novels. Exactly.
0: I really like your final thoughts, and I'm very happy you enjoyed this
1: book. Me too. It was I'm a excited good
0: one. to keep picking different things. Me too. Thanks,
1: Sisterly History.
0: Thank you so much. You helped us immensely. Yeah. Please join us next Monday for our episode of Lit Bits, where we'll talk about the other things that we've read and watched along with any current events from the literary and film world. If you're reading along with us, our next book is A Simple Favor by Darcy Bell, and that will be released in two weeks. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on our website at thelitflixpodcast.com. That's the L-I-T-F-L-I-X podcast.com. Or email us at thelitflixpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if we're on Instagram right now, you can see the cool Star Wars puzzle I did.
1: (laughs) It's really fucking cool.
0: Please rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Cheers. Hey everyone, we're Nicole and Jackie, the
1: siblings behind the new podcast, Sisterly History. It's a not-so-serious history podcast hosted by two sisters on a quest for knowledge. It's a riot. Every
0: week, we take listeners along with us as we venture back in time to share ye old stories and forgotten tales, and hopefully teach each other something new. You'll hear us brabble during trivia competitions that we call pop quizzes. And sometimes things get
1: personal when we read your family history emails. So join the merriment every Monday. Find us on Apple, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to follow us all across the social media kingdom at Sisterly History. Let the quest begin.
0: Okay, bye. Bye.